the united nations general assembly designated 27th of june as the micro small and medium sized enterprises day which is the msme day it is to raise awareness about the contributions of msmes to the achievement of united nations sustainable development goals across the globe msmes account for about 90% of the businesses and they create around 60 to 70% of employment opportunities and they contribute to 50% of the world's gdp india also celebrates this msme day to support the msmes across the globe especially the contribution of MSMEs to the Indian GDP is significant. There are about 63 million MSMEs in India which contribute 30% to India's GDP, 40% to Indian exports and provide employment to more than 113 million people. The growth of MSMEs has been superb good in India for the past few years but but despite their potential these businesses face a lot of challenges. So to begin with, shall we discuss what are the main challenges that the Indian MSMEs face? Greetings, everybody. I am Jayant Murthy from the Kaizen Institute, and um, we all know that uh, uh, the the micro and you know MSME sector is uh, is an extremely important uh, sector for any economy because they form the bulk of the the businesses, and uh, they they really contribute uh, mega you know contributions to economic growth and performance and also if you look at employability i think um, bulk of the people are employed by the msme sector and also uh, in in the indian context also by the informal sector now if you look at what are the challenges you know what comes to my mind is to divide them into two parts you know, probably internal challenges and external challenges the, here are some of the things that comes to my mind as uh, and business owner of a uh, Uh, a medium sized consulting company myself you know we we are also running an organization and what comes to my mind and not in any particular order is i think um, you know uh, in msmes internally the first challenge they face is um, you know trying to sort of deal with long term and short term we all know that uh, you know you need to grow and you need to have long term vision you need to take actions which sometimes are important although you have a lot of urgent things on hand and this is where the struggle uh, really comes in because they have to put food on the plate uh, tomorrow is very important today is very important and it becomes very difficult for them to focus on the next week and the next month so this is one challenge the second challenge is very often they are run by owners or a few family members and multitasking becomes a big issue that means they have to take care of both marketing sales production operations and finance and and this really becomes a big issue and uh, they are not able to get out of this um vicious cycle of trying to do everything themselves and also many times as business owners they are not able to let go you know and let go means they want to remain in control they have uh, fear that maybe some somebody else cannot manage it and uh, this is a vicious cycle uh, so multitasking not able to let go and the third thing is i think this sector is not able to hire and retain good talent this becomes a big you know big issue if you look at uh, graduates from a, a business school or from an engineering or background i think most of them would aspire to work for big names you know the multinationals or the the large indian companies and they would shy away from joining smaller unknown organization so this is the third thing and when we talk of the external challenges i just wanted to point out to two things 
and leave it there. And that is very often, this has also been my personal experience, is when you as an MSME work for large organizations, you're a supplier or you have business connections, many times the large organizations take advantage of the MSME. They don't pay on time and this becomes a big issue for them. Although the contract would say we will pay you in two weeks, three weeks or 30 days or 40 days. Very often, if you do a survey, you will find that uh, they are, you know, for some reason, payments are delayed and they have to carry the interest bur burden. And MSMEs sometimes really don't have um, the ability to fight because they need the business. They have to be they have to supply to the large companies. And this becomes, again, a big challenge. Uh, of course, there are some laws as regards, you know, MSME, if you are certified, registered, you know, you can appeal, you can fight for on-time payment, etc. But, you know, that's a different issue. Thank you, Jayant. I think you have given a, a comprehensive overview. Um, let me go a little deeper and let's talk of the, the consequences of the challenges, internal challenges that Jayant spoke about. And I would say that these consequences of internal challenges is that uh, the customer requirement is generally in terms of getting quality goods and delivered on time. Because the internal processes of many of these, especially micro, small and medium, micro and small enterprises, the internal processes are not uh, streamlined, they are not professionally designed, they tend to falter on both quality and delivery. And when you falter on quality and delivery, you lose uh, competitiveness. And uh, while this is important within, um, uh, within the context of uh, local supplies, local customers, it becomes of vital importance when you are exporting to the outside world. That answers a lot. So, Let's first talk about the external problems uh, that both of you mentioned. So for the external problems, there are a lot of government support that's in place. For example, the special credit-linked capital subsidy scheme or the recent budget uh, where it revamped the credit guarantee scheme for MSMEs. But still, MSMEs find it very difficult to you know, mobilize their resources. So where do they lack in this? What, what should they do and what's the reason for this difficulty they face? Where there are, there are fantastic and, uh, you know, government schemes available, there's no doubt. And, uh, and um, you know, more are announced each budget. Uh, but I would, uh, you know, I would like to mention about something, I think that's very interesting. And that is, if you were to uh, try and access any of these schemes, it's it's always good uh, to be in the the shoe of a business owner and try to access it. And I'm saying what I'm trying to say is walk the process and see where how painful, how easy, how difficult it can be to access this. Um, I you know I, I'm I have uh, a lot of friends who run businesses. I'm part of an organization called the CEOs Club. We we keep chatting. And uh, very often you hear uh, very discouraging stories like, yes, there is this scheme, but the amount of paperwork, the difficulty, the follow-up required to access some of these things becomes really uh, challenging, very discouraging. So I would say that uh, schemes are available. Uh, two things, are they known and are people aware of all the schemes available? And is it easy to access them? Um, you know, how difficult it is to put your paperwork together to access it. 
what 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 are the what are the small print you know in you know in all this i think that's that's something that really is uh, worth investigating so i think i'll direct this question to uh, mr uh, grover so when we talk about government schemes jen just pointed out the problem in accessibility and a lot of paperwork that that involves so what are the other way say for example this is one way where the government is trying to resources available to the msmes what are the other ways that msmes can look at to mobilize their resources i would focus on on the internal once again for example a large number of msmes struggle with high working capital now the working capital is in terms of uh, large inventories that they carry uh, which uh, can run into months and a substantial portion of those inventories is uh, either non moving or slow moving they carry large inventories in raw materials they carry large inventories in in working process and sometimes um, when they receive order they produce goods then the customer tell you tell them hold on not this i want something else so those remain in finished goods so this having large working capital eats away um, a lot of their resources and they have not streamlined the their manufacturing processes to become leaner so that they can live with the reasonable working capital so the other element uh, of working capital that jens spoke about is receivables which um, trying whatever you do you do not always succeed so these two are the biggest challenges and i think if organizations learn to apply lean manufacturing practices their um, working capital can go down by 70 80% uh, regarding the challenges that msmes face we see that a lot of difficulties lay in their operational efficiency side say their internal problems is a major thing than which which could be addressed very soon and uh, without depending upon the external factors they can actually build themselves internally is what i can understand from the conversation so far so do you think digitalization could be a solution to this to improve their operational efficiency and uh, you know what are the places that msme should focus on digitalizing first right now let me um, start with something which is uh, i think very important it's the core issue today is uh, digitization is wonderful it's uh, anything related to technology iot internet of things ai etc all this is real and it is not tomorrow it's happening today and we have to uh, we have to incorporate it we have to welcome it i think that's the first point i would like to mention um but what is also important to understand is unless you have your fundamentals in place um, any tool any technology is not you know not going to help you you will not be able to get the bang for the buck you will not be able to really uh, leverage all these wonderful technologies unless you have the fundamentals in place so and where the real gap lies in is in this area where you are able to convert data into improvement and the organization has to build the capability to improve um you know once you have some information you know you should know how to react to it how to use it how to make sure you can improve unless that happens 
Um, all this will just remain a lot of fancy things. You know, you get information on your mobile phone. You're getting information all the time on your mobile that, hey, your blood pressure is high uh, or low and you're doing nothing about it because you really don't know what life, you know, lifestyle changes you should do, what should be the medication, what food to avoid. And this becomes an issue. Just adding to what Jayant uh, mentioned about uh, these smart basics, there is a lot of data available and big data and data processing is available. But the first thing, the first problem is most MSMEs will not know what to do with the data, how to convert that into information which can be used for management. That is the first gap. And that gap comes from the fact that a lot of employees may not be contemporary in terms of know-how and do-how. They may not even know which health parameters for the business are critical for them. Okay. So uh, as uh, Jane just pointed out, digitization is a very today thing it's very you know it's just growing in india or worldwide so it's still a very costly thing in a lot of uh, matters say for installing digitization or the cloud management everything so do you think you know msmes can afford uh, digitalization at their present form you know there are a lot of uh, good software that is currently available as they call it saas software as a service so when you use software as a service, there are some recurring expenses rather than any big capital expenses. And many of the service providers have tried their best to um, make sure that the MSMEs can afford it. So I don't think affordability is a big question. You have to know how best to make use of it um, to be able to hire the right talent although many of these service providers have on the web they'll have a lot of um, tutorials they will also do online um, onboarding for you but um, in many of these smes msmes the attrition rate is so high that you train people today and they go away and then the whole cycle starts again and Instability does not allow them to be able to internalize those processes. Yeah, if I can just add, um, you know, digitization, uh, when you talk of uh, use of technology, digitization, I mean, uh, to a certain extent, all these are very, um, still very mysterious words uh, for um, small and medium enterprises. But I think what is important is to demystify you know, and it's very important to tell them that, hey, this is not costly. This is not some rocket science. And there is 100 uh, um, percent, you know, awareness uh, that in our own daily life, we we are using, you know, digital things. You know, we are using artificial you know, intelligence without knowing. OK, so uh, we're seeing a lot of data related crimes happening all over, not just to small companies, but to big companies, even to some government agencies. So investing in digitalization also includes investing or spending enough on data security as well. So what's your view on this? Data security is going to become extremely uh, complex. It's going to become a big concern. 
uh, I mean, it's pretty, uh, pretty clear, you know, when my mother, who's 86 years old, she still maintains all her telephone numbers on a small uh, telephone diary. And uh, of course, I keep telling her that what if you lose it or misplace it? So even in the era when you had ledgers and, you know, handwritten data, there were security issues, right? I mean, what if you spilled water over it? What if you lost it? What if it got burnt or it got stolen? So um, at, at every era, whether it was, you know, the, the manual era, data maintained in books and ledgers, or now it is digital, I think the security issues have always remained. But in the digital world, um, there are new ways of stealing it. There are new ways of, uh, you know, you getting compromised on your data. So um, there's always been security issues. And um, I think uh, um, our, our software companies, our security, data security experts are always trying to uh, be one step ahead of uh, uh, all the possibilities, all you know, one step ahead of all the thieves who are trying to, you know, uh, steal your data. Recently, um, you know, I don't want to name a very large pharmaceutical company in India. Um, uh, they they had a mega, um, you know, what do you call it, uh, cyber security um, situation where uh, somebody locked in, locked all the data out. And I'm talking of a very large Indian pharma company. And, um, and they got a ransom note saying that unless you pay some humongous amount of money, we are not going to let go of, you know, give you access to your data. And uh, the entire operation came to a, came to a standstill. And uh, today with more and more, everything being on the batch management records, everything is digital. And they had um, FDA, you know, the US FDA, you know, Food and Drug Control Authority audit uh, coming up in the next week or something. And there was panic. You can imagine what, what happens. But they ultimately decided not to pay and they rebuilt and did whatever. But what I'm trying to say is this is real. And uh, I'm, I'm always very worried that smaller organization, including my own little organization, we are always. I'm always worried. Are we doing enough in terms of uh, simple things? You know, having firewalls, uh, making sure that we don't get. Um, you know, phishing uh, is a big issue. We all know that, right? So phishing, we don't get sort of conned. We don't get into click on the wrong things. This is real, and I think there is no other uh, solution other than awareness. We we can see how. Um, the data with any company is vulnerable to uh, a lot of uh, mischievous activities. So data security becomes a very, very important factor when we think about digitalization totally. Um, so when we talk about digitalization, uh, do you think digitalization for MSMEs is very important because they face problems right from, uh, say, uh, mobilizing resources to producing it to marketing it and to finally you know say uh calculate their papers so can you give me a few examples or tell, tell me where are the areas or which are the operations that msmes will be greatly benefited by the use of digitalization let me give you one or two simple examples you know there then jan can add um when we go to a supermarket when we're checking out the process is digital. There are barcodes. The barcodes are quickly read and the data is entered. And of course, the software pulls out the prices and your bill is made. Now, barcoding is an extremely inexpensive technology today. And it can be used for 
inventory management. Very few people use it. Not, not just small enterprises, even medium enterprises are not using barcoding or even QR codes. This is the simplest possible use of data capture, error-free data capture. When you enter data manually, it is much less productive, number one. Number two, you can make errors. And when you make an error, you make an error in one. And of course, the error goes into the other uh, part number where the uh, data went in. Apart from that, in today's world, there are a large number of low-cost, no-cost coding solutions where you can build simple apps, your own databases, and simplify a lot of your internal activities. They could be related to performance management systems. They could be related to payroll management. They could be related to various financial transactions. You can build your own code, simple code, by just using existing tools that are available online. So uh, let's not think of digitization as something high-tech, which has always required outside resources. Jayant, you want to add something to it? Uh, well, I, I think uh, Mr. Grover covered it all. Um, digitization, um, you know, there is so much happening around us. Um, the only thing that really comes to my mind is uh, one um, one tool that you can really use um, effectively is to, you know, help customers reach out to you. Um, very often, um, you know, people are not able to um, collect the voice of the customer. And today, um, even using, you know, a simple tool like WhatsApp um, or um, some kind of interface for customers to log in, uh, find out information about your organization or you know, leave their request or even uh, you know communicate some complaints. I think uh, we can use some very interesting, simple digital tools uh, to let, um, let the customers connect with you because getting the voice of the customer is extremely important. So we just touched upon how they can use uh, digital tools as a means to know what internal staffs think about the company and get their feedback. So uh, another question on the employees line. So digitalization is actually in place to reduce the number of expenses that a company put in the manpower. So reduce their human resource cost, basically. So and we see MSME is one place where more than at present in India, more than 100 million people are employed with uh, MSMEs. So do you think that digitalization will have an impact on the employability, employable capability of uh, MSMEs? You know, I personally believe that uh, the future of work is going to be very interesting. Um, and I've been trying to, you know, trying to read and understand this space. Something that was really interesting that really uh, struck me was that when the ATM, the automated teller machine ATM, we all used to, you know, every day to get cash out from our banks. The, when the ATM was introduced, there was uh, a huge fear that uh, a lot of jobs in the banking sector will be lost, um, especially people who are related to, you know, the, the tellers and the cashiers, etc. But interestingly, a study was conducted 
And after a couple of years, after the introduction of ATM and adoption of ATM extensively, the banking industry, because of ATMs, grew. Because uh, with, uh, you know, accessibility of uh, ATMs becoming uh, easy, more people, you know, entered the, the banking sector. They opened accounts and, and the entire industry exploded. So I believe that uh, technology will take away some kinds of jobs, but it will create new kinds of jobs. And um, if you see, you go back and read uh, history, you will see that every time a new technology was introduced, there were these fears of, uh, oh, oh my God, people will become unemployed and there will be civil unrest, but that has not happened. There is a wonderful mechanism of self-balancing, new ways of uh, employment are created, and uh, yes, this time with artificial intelligence and all that is happening, it's going to be uh, bigger, it's going to be faster, but I think um, we will also find solutions, we'll also find ways to rebalance this bigger in a bigger scale and, and, and quickly. If there are better ways of doing things and they improve productivity and help me reduce cost, improve quality, I don't really have an option not to adopt because if I don't, my competitors will overtake me and uh, it's a question of sheer existence. I may not exist if I'm not uncompetitive. Survival. So in the interest of survival, I have to keep improving. I have to keep remaining competitive so that I remain in business. So that fear that because of productivity increase, some employment will reduce may be true for one industry in isolation, one organization in isolation. But the services that I am going to be using, the, the tool that I'm going to be using have to be produced by a, some other organization. Those kind of organizations will start proliferating. So it is a substitution of job that historically, so, we are now into the fourth, fourth industrial revolution. The first three industrial revolutions have taught us that um, productivity increase always benefits mankind as a whole. Unless I am prepared to become redundant, acquire new skills, I may not have an employment 10 years, 15 years down the line. I must learn new techniques, new technologies, so that I remain relevant for the next decade. I would uh, permit me just like to quickly add, um, just for the listeners, that um, it's good good to reflect on what we call as left brain thinking and right brain thinking and skills. Um, there's enough available on on Google, uh, but the left side broadly is about analytic you know, analysis, the ability to think logically, mathematics, you know, things like that. And the right side is more about creativity, intuition, emotions, etc. And um, this is not uh, something that I have created or it's from my uh, you know understanding, but I have been reading that um, with the advent of all these new AI, IoT, etc., uh, there is going to be a lot of opportunities uh, on the right side of uh, uh, you know human capability. That that means um, many things which require mathematics, uh, logic, etc. Uh, it will be very easy 
to um, automate, you know, to, to, to make it automated, right? So uh, anything that requires that follows a logical sequence of activities, uh, it will be automated. So uh, I'm just my two bits is that uh, there's going to be a lot of opportunities on the right side, that is problem solving, creative, intuition, emotions. And there's going to be a lot of focus on this, um, a lot of new opportunities here, a lot of new job opportunities and growth in this area. So I just want to leave the readers with this thought, uh, you know, listeners to this, to this thought that um, how will uh, the new world with all the AI and IoT, you know, coming on with the tsunami of changes that is coming, um, would you be um, more keen on developing your left side or right side? Of course, you need a balance. Um, that's that's a very interesting uh, space. Thank you. Yeah. Um, so I think we are hitting the last question now. So briefly, um, what is the right transformation strategy for MSMEs to successfully transform digitally? I'd like to summarize in just one or two sentences. One is, get your basics right. Only then follow with digitization automation. The basics are not right. All those tools don't work. Uh, we've all heard of something called garbage and garbage out of I can't give in decent, correct data. The output will be meaningless and will misguide and mislead. Plus, any industry must learn to improve relentlessly because it's a matter of survival. So those are the two basics you get right. What tools you use, whether they are digital or non-digital, is not of vital importance. Thank you. Thank you. My two bits is go for the vital few. Uh, today, um, when you look at all the technologies, all the apps, the softwares available, um, you feel like a, a you know a child in a candy shop. Uh, if you just go to your app stores in your mobile phone, there are so many apps that that claim to help you in productivity, with improving your brain function, with emotion. I mean, there's one app, one software, one solution for everything. But vital few. Identify what really helps and just go for those things and use it diligently. Uh, otherwise, you will be confused and lost like a child in a candy shop. Thank you very much, gentlemen, for joining me in this podcast and giving the great insights about the challenges faced by MSMEs and the ways to successfully bring out good profits from MSMEs with digitalization, especially. Thank you. Thank you very much.